Welcome back, fans, fanatics, fandangos, everybody, anyone who listens to this podcast, whatever you want to call yourself, welcome. This is another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast. I am Brian Wilson, one of your hosts. And I am G-G-G Wilson. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I went with like the Fiesta theme. Oh, okay. Like I'm digging the... it. I'm digging aye, it. Aye, aye. Oh, Fiestas fans. Fiestas. Fiestans. Um, Foxtrot. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, Regardless of what you (laughs) refer to yourself as, under this domain, we're all willies. Um, We're all willies. (laughs) We're all willies here. Um, I do want to say at the top of the pod, before I forget, I am currently making sourdough. So... It's happening, people. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Doe Watch 2021. Um, <laughs> and or did, did we decide on Doe Watch or the Bread and Butter Zone? Yeah, because Doe Watch is a callback to Toe Watch. I know. And when I listened back, I was like, ooh, Doe Watch is pretty good. Yeah, Doe Watch 2021. But then Bread and Butter Zone, we did a whole podcast episode about. <laughs> I got feedback. Not everyone found all those jokes as funny as I did. Yeah, we're not appreciated in our time. We're like a Hemingway of podcasts. You always say that. And you've never once actually known if Hemingway was appreciated in his time. I said it one other time, and I also didn't know then. But I think I deserve some slack. Anyways. We know what you mean, and that's the important part. Yeah. No authors were appreciated in their time. Who likes books, right? <laughs> Anyways. Um, any eggs. So. <laughs> we're off to a great start. We're um, already approaching the point where every podcast is just a compilation of all of the inside jokes we made in previous podcasts. I was waiting for this moment. This is what I got in it for. Um, yeah. They said, I said, I don't want to get into the podcast game. And they said, but Jay, you'd be perfect. And I said, all right, I'll do it. But only for the inside jokes. Um, but anyways, any eggs. <laughs> um, I think that um, Doe Watch could be when I'm talking about making it. But then when I'm reviewing the la- the latest loaf that I made, that's the bread and butter zone. Okay. I yeah. like it. We get both. Yeah. Why not both? Why not both? Um, but yeah, so if I have to stop and fold my dough, there will be momentary interruptions, but just know that it's in the pursuit of glory. Yes. Um, any eggs? Um, do you want to start off with your week, or should I start off with mine? You start with yours, because my week kind of... Uh fades into the topic i want to talk about okay that's fair um so my week um i don't really have too many stories from the week it was a really really rough week of homework um so early on in the week it's hard for me to uh really be productive a lot of times because monday we record the podcast a lot sometimes i cook on a monday um and then i usually try to climb once earlier in the week so essentially, I just don't have enough time to do the things that I want to do, but then if I do them before things are due, then it sort of forces me to just make the schoolwork like happen in some fashion. Right, you gotta pay yourself first. Yeah, so if I like try to just make school go smoothly, then I'll just never do anything that relaxes me and I'll just burn out, which mm-hmm. um, evidently happened anyways this week. So I, <laughs> so I did all my stuff, and um, it was looking like it was going to be a, a fairly normal week of like um a decent amount of vibes homework on uh thursday night but Mm. it was compounded by the fact that thursday morning i had one of two fluid exams which fluids has two tests and it's 80 percent of the grade 
Oh boy. So big deal test. And um, mm-hmm. so we were studying for that, and it was really hard to justify getting ahead on vibes when I had so little time to study uh, for fluids. Yeah. So then I didn't really get a great start on vibes, but not the worst start I've ever gotten. I've done all of it on Thursday before, but this time I got yeah. one question done, which doesn't sound like and a all, lot. All you got was that lousy t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It was stupid. Um, <laughs> but usually that's not the worst start I've gotten. I've done all of it in one day, as I said, but I got one mm. question done, which is a decent amount for vibes. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half at work. <laughs> but so then I realized, okay, I'm just going to have to really gut it out after my fluids exam on Thursday. So I took the exam. Exam was real rough. Everyone, nobody felt good. The way mm-hmm. it worked was to avoid cheating, we basically got the questions online and then we had to take them. They were all shuffled in order, but then you weren't allowed to go backwards. So that way nobody could collaborate. Oh. Which made it so that you had to go fast enough to finish the test, but you also couldn't go back to check answers. Huh. So that was upsetting. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so that was just really rough. Proceeded to do a 10-hour Zoom call to do the Vibes homework. Is that legal? I don't know. I stopped to eat, and I would take, like, breaks. I think I took one or two, like, 10-minute breaks and even, like, a half-hour break somewhere in there, plus a meal. So there were breaks, but people kept coming and going from the Zoom call, but it stayed open. So then by the end, it was a 10-hour-long Zoom call, and it was absurd. Wow. Did you earn, like, a medal? I Did they give you, like, rewards or badges or something? Or, like, vested interest stock options and microsoft i don't know (laughs) but um i don't know if any of those words i used in the right way by the way um (laughs) anywho i uh i finished that just felt horrendous afterwards so then i had to wake (laughs) up early the next day to take the quiz for vibes and turn in the Mm -hmm. homework promptly fell asleep for another two hours until my next lecture finished those lectures yeah so I felt, usually the nap will rejuvenate me, but for some reason I was just so mentally haggard from the week that I was, one, still very tired, two, extremely angry at, like, everything. <laughs> I was just, just, <sighs> I, I yelled, just no words, just yelled several times because I was angry. <laughs> just into the air? Yeah, like, okay, so part of it was, I could tell... Because I was getting angry at everything I looked at. That's how I could tell that it was unreasonable. <laughs> like, I would... <laughs> Why is that cup there? <laughs> Honestly, there's this... Okay, so we have steak knives in the drawer for our silverware. But one of them is, like, a wide, like... I don't know what the knife is for. It almost looks like it's, like, an implement to spread frosting or something. Uh-huh. But it's, like, still serrated, but not a steak knife. And I reached <laughs> in to grab a steak knife, and I grabbed that knife, which sometimes I do, and I don't want that, so I put it back. But I was so angry at this stupid knife that I, like, put it away from all the other knives in the drawer. <laughs> and I like that's a pretty that's pretty drastic, Jay. You must have been really seething to put that knife down somewhere else. I think I yelled something when I grabbed it, though. I was like, okay. "Are you kidding me?" And I like jostled it to the other side of the drawer. And then I think I turned around. Or I think what was it? There was one point where I was so mad that I just started like jumping a little bit. Like I was just like, "Ooh!" And I started jumping. And I hit my head on the light fixture. And then I just turned around and punched it. <laughs> oh my gosh i was in a bad place man that's a very that's like extremely irrationally angry yeah no i felt like i was losing it i so the, that was sort i'm of, losing it man that broke me out of a little out of it a little bit because i was like so angry that i was jumping hit my head on the light fixture then just, just turned around and squared up and clocked it 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, we need to we need to pump the brakes. I was here. gonna say, at what point did you start laughing at yourself? <laughs> I think there was a small part of me that was laughing at myself, but I was just so done with everything. And how much damage was done to the light fixture? It, I, I might have punched the ceiling. I'm not sure. No damage was done. I think I just, like, smacked it. I don't know. Yeah, I might have just smacked it. I'm not sure I punched okay. it. But, uh, like, hole in the ceiling. <laughs> I did, like, lightly punch a wall in my room, though. Like, not... I, it makes it sound like I have an anger problem, but I'm not the kind of guy who's going to break his hand on a wall or punch through a wall. I just, like, gah! Like, I just... Needed to get it out. Just, yeah. like, bean it We've all been bit. there. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, so that was that was how my weekend started, um, <laughs> but then uh, throughout the course of the day, I calmed down. I uh, went for a run that helped, and then after that, I went and uh, grilled out with my friends up the road. Mm. Super fun. We were just hanging out, cooking up some dogs, and um, some dogs like stray dogs. Yes, stray dogs. No, um, <laughs> they got me some vegetarian hot dogs, which were cool. Um, also, I'm kind of leaning harder into the vegetarian thing these days. Definitely not making any, like, really? rules, per se, but mm-hmm. I have been choosing it far more often, just because I, like, want to. Like, I find myself not really wanting to eat meat as much. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, shoot. We gotta fold, fold the, dough. the dough. Here, you can tell a mini story or something while I'm gone. Or, like, a, a joke. A mini story. I thought you said this was only gonna take five seconds. Well, yeah, but I can't exactly speak during those five seconds. Oh no, I didn't come prepared. Alright, well... I got nothing. <laughs> I'm nothing without Jay. But it took you this long to realize that. I'm just the weekly part of this podcast. Jay brings all the Wilson. Shoot, hmm. it's sticking! Okay, we're good. Oh, your dough is like right next to you. Yeah, I'm professional, Brian. Is it on the is it on the floor? Yeah. Like not like loose. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the tile. No, it's on carpet. A carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it like crawls into your room and it's like, Jade, you need to fold me. Hey Jay, you need to fold me. No, I, I imagine that's what sourdough would sound well, like. Well, my starter is named Baby Glute after Baby Groot. I think I've talked about this before. So yeah. I imagine he would sound slightly like Groot. So it'd be like, mm-hmm. I am Glute or I am Doe. <laughs> I am Doe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, while we're on not a topic at all, yeah. I have noticed uh, your fingernails are painted. Oh, yeah. I meant to talk about that. So if you look <laughs> at my nails, they're mostly teal, but then I have one party nail. Um, which uh-huh. is lavender. Um, yeah, so spur of the moment. Well, we actually painted them earlier this week, my roommates and I, um, a different color. But then Friday night, I was still kind of uh, decompressing from the eve from the week. Yeah. And uh, my, my one of my roommates and I decided to have a ladies' night. So he he had already bought a bunch of fun colored nail polish, and he's just like, let's paint our nails again. And I was like, dude, I'm down. Because I think it's fun. It's like, I don't know, it's another thing that you can just, like, add color to your person. And, yeah, like, I'm game. Who cares? I think it really uh, puts out the vibe that, hey, uh, this J guy, he's going to be a little uh, funky. Like, he's, don't take him at face value. <laughs> so you're doing it unironically? I genuinely think it, like, I, I like the way it looks. <laughs> it yeah. is fun. Yeah. Like, I think it's fun. And, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> um... 
I don't know if I'll continue it a lot because I do think that some of it was coming off as I was making the dough. Um, oh, oh boy. <laughs> not a lot, but also rock climbing, like, destroyed it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Love the look. I think it's fun, um, but not the most practical thing because I'm a hands-on fella. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sydney loves painting her nails. She finds it very, I think she finds it relaxing. Yeah. It's just like one of those hobby kind of things. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. Can kick it? Um, anyways, any eggs. Where was I at? I was really angry and really tired, but I eventually decompressed over the course of grilling. Had my ladies' night with my roommate painting her nails. Mm-hmm. And by the end of Friday, I was pretty well recalibrated, I'd say. Um, so then, waking up Saturday, I still felt a little discombobulated. Just like, I wanted to do a lot of things, like bake sourdough, and like maybe run or climb. Um, and I also wanted to like do laundry. A lot of like just yeah. tasks I wanted to get done. And I was getting real stressed because I didn't know what order I wanted to do them in. Making sourdough is like really time based, so that kind of puts me on a schedule. And I wanted to hang out with these mm-hmm. friends and this, that, and the other. I was stressed, but then I finally decided, Jay, don't worry about the sourdough. You don't have to make it if you don't want to. You can always just like make the dough the next day, which I'm mm-hmm. now doing. Um, but so I eventually kind of calmed down from that, and then hung out with a friend who was visiting who I hadn't seen in a while. We all came over here, drinking, having a good time. So that ended up being really fun last night. Um, but then woke up today fairly hungover um <laughs> not like debilitatingly so but i did i was awoken by a phone call because i set my alarm on my analog clock which did not account for daylight savings no no so i was awoken by the call saying jay i'm outside your house are you coming for the run and i said yeah one second i just woke up so then i got in the car to go for the run went for the run it was horrendous i was like yeah. hungover and tired and the other dude had raced Saturday, so he was tired and didn't feel great. Okay. So we only went seven flat pace. But um jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was uh it was a rough one, but by the end felt better. You know, it gave me it was one of those ones where through the course of the run you sort of detoxify yeah. and you feel good by the end. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what Sunday runs are for, in my opinion. Precisely. But uh so then coming back from that, I Sort of was getting the list of things I wanted to do in my head. I wanted to buy groceries, make the dough, all sorts of stuff. And I was kind of a little bit more frantic coming back home from that because there were a lot of things I wanted to do. But I felt more centered. I felt like I was gonna I was gonna get a decent amount of stuff done today. I wasn't stressed about it. Got some really good inside scoops from Zach on sourdough. So mm-hmm. like now I know how to like stretch out certain phases and like pause other phases and speed up certain other phases. So I can like mm-hmm. really manage the time better now and i think i could feasibly make bread during the week even through all my craziness like i i feel much more able to make bread around my schedule rather than make my schedule around the bread you're a lot more in control now yeah so that's one thing okay i was getting kind of stressed about the sourdough because i love making it i love eating it but it's like i was clearing a weekend to make it yeah so, I was getting concerned for you. I was starting to feel like the bread was really dominating the relationship and, like, taking advantage of you. Yeah. It is a living being. I was being. concerned. Honestly? Yeah. Okay, so I was kind of laughing at myself because I feel like... So, <laughs> I, I had a relationship for, like, a year, and I wasn't the greatest at managing that. Like, all cards on the table. I wasn't the best. <laughs> but, um... But I think it's kind of funny that I, like, start over from, like, base one. It's like, all right, sourdough starter is kind of alive, and it needs a little bit of attention, this will be a good stage one, and then I'll build from here. 
We're back to ground zero. <laughs> yeah. All right. All this culture of bacteria needs me, and I, <laughs> I can try. Step to... one. <laughs> step one of Jay's twelve-step plan to a happy marriage. Yeah. Start off with something simple, something yeah. that's not like, cognizant, but does need <laughs> you in some sort of capacity. Eventually, Jay will be bumping up from the uh, bread phase to the cactus phase. I already have a cactus. I left it at home yeah. several times. Uh, the cactus is probably below sourdough starter, honestly. I'd say so. Maybe after sourdough starter could be, like, goldfish? Maybe. Kombucha scoby? Is that a little more demanding? I have no idea. Um, Maybe, like, a Tamagotchi? Uh, Tamagotchi's too much of a commitment. um yeah i don't know maybe like a plant that isn't a cactus yeah yeah who knows anyways we'll workshop it we'll workshop it stage one is definitely sourdough starter or maybe stage two as we've discussed but um yeah so i'm really excited about that also zach's the best we had a phone call today where he like told me a bunch of his tips and we talked about Mm -hmm. bread and first of all I love talking to Zach about bread because he's super into it, and mm-hmm. it's always fun to talk to somebody who's super into some, like a, something. Um, yeah. But then he was giving me all sorts of good tips, and yeah, it was just, I don't know. Zach's great. Yeah. That's the uh, Yeah, and also, I was going to say, and also it's just Zach. Like, yeah. Great guy, fun guy. Yeah, so we were shooting the breeze about bread, and like I kind of know some stuff now, or at least I'm like learning, so I know like the words mm-hmm. at least. So, yeah. Real fun. Um... Did you see he bought a house? I did. That's I didn't cool. know whether or not we should bring that up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that's good. Uh, We're kind of just digging into his life now. <laughs> ah. he, he's probably he's probably a willy. Nobody listens to this. No, I actually got a text from him that <laughs> he said Ed box, egg boxing. He, like, referenced... No way! Yeah. And then he sent me a video of this other podcast where they talked about doing the same thing. You're kidding. No, yeah, but he, like, he would keep records of, like, this this egg is, like, 6-0. and oh, And he would have, like, different eggs, and then he would have, like, a champion egg. And apparently, he's, the dude had one egg that lasted for, like, three years. So he didn't, he didn't end it at the carton. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then, apparently, now I'm just saying another podcast on our podcast. But <laughs> apparently he tried to, like, sneak it into an x-ray that he was getting to, like, see if there was anything <laughs> weird with the egg. Because he's just like, there's something You're up kidding. with this egg. Yeah, so he tried to, like, put it in his pocket and then get an x-ray. But they made him empty his pockets and then he had an egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so there's other people that arrive at the same strange conclusions that we do in mundane routines. I felt very uh, validated when I saw that somebody else did egg boxing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that was my... Uh, big uh, that was probably all for doe watch oh i gave part of my starter to a friend of mine so now i've not only received starter but passed it along so that oh, was wow that was kind of fun um spreading like a virus no yeah um what else that's all for sourdough do you want to hop in with something i literally have nothing oh <laughs> so i'll just keep on going because i had quite a day today um mm-hmm. well i will say i have oat milk in the fridge Ooh. Are you going to do yeah. a taste test at some point? I could. I, we could do a live taste test. Okay, do you want me to finish up my week first? Sure. Because I just have like one point and one more story. So I also, throughout the week, I took the leap from Toyota. Did I talk to you about that? The leap? You're yeah. still wearing their their garb. They make a great shirt, man. But uh, 
But I no, I think now that you're making the jump from Toyota, you have to give all of the T-shirts that they gave you oh, to geez. me in Sydney. Now I'll probably you guys were after this shirt from the beginning. Um, <laughs> it was delivered to my house. Yeah, but it was also I paid rent there for a while. Um, <laughs> it was also addressed to Jay Wilson, but yeah. that's beside the point. Yeah, no, but um, so I had like a job in the pipeline that I didn't plan to go back to Toyota. But then they basically gave me the one job I'd been after. You were going to work in a pipeline? Yeah. No, so <laughs> I was. I had a job lined up that I was super duper excited about. Like, I wasn't planning to go back to Toyota, but they offered me, like, my dream job that just so happened to uh-huh. be within Toyota. So then I was like, oh, I'll do that for sure. And they made it sound like a sure thing until it wasn't. And then they said, we can't give you this job. We could give you another regular job like you've had for the other two rotations. And I said, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do that. And they said, okay, just like let us know by this day if you want to come back, and you can come back. And then I said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm, I'm going to go uh-huh. out there and look. Oh, so you don't have something else. You didn't jump from one ship to another ship. You jumped into the ocean. I did. And now you're just looking for a ship. Yeah, no, and uh, it's kind of scary because of COVID times, and it's like not the easiest to get a co-op right now. But uh, yeah. I made this decision, I talked to Aaron about it, and then I kind of was a little bit scared about it. I was talking to one of my friends in uh, the only in-person lecture we had later that week, Mm -hmm. and he was saying, yeah, dude, it's it's rough out there. Like, I've been applying to a lot of jobs, and I haven't got anything. And I said, yeah, I was pretty scared about it. And then he said, no, but I think you totally made the right choice. Like, I would so rather bet on myself and get something that I want rather than just, like, get a job, but just because I wasn't willing to risk it. All right, hold on to those thoughts, because those are going to be good insights when we talk about our topic. Yeah. At, at the planned part of this episode. <laughs> no, yeah. So um, so that was sort of a big thing in the week. But then, okay, so last story is my Aldi trip today. I think oh, I've, man. I think I've talked about my Aldi trip in multiple episodes, because we were usually... Have you, talked about, have you talked about the dream you had about Aldi the one time? Okay, so preface this, <laughs> I really like Aldi, folks, and... <laughs> I talk about it a lot. I usually, I have a spiel that I'll give as to why it's the best. I took one of my friends with me on my grocery trip because he wanted to see what Aldi was about. He wasn't buying groceries, but he just wanted to come with me. And I he, gave You him, are such a proponent of it that he went just to observe. Yeah, because I talk about it all the time. So then yeah. he, um, I was giving him like the reasons like, oh, this drive is awesome. You get to go through downtown. You see these cool, cool murals. Um, oh, the whole experience, not even just the yeah. store. And I was like... The store's amazing. I park at the furthest down the hill lot so that when I get my groceries out, I can ride the cart down the hill. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. You a, really haven't worked out. I was like, the Kroger near here is better than the one near campus, so you can get, like, more um, intricate ingredients. This is the only one that has bread flour near us. And I'm just like, there's so much to love about Newport Aldi. Mm-hmm. Um, Newport. Newport. Um, yeah, a lot of people are turned off because it's in Kentucky. Just, like, it feels, like, farther away, but uh-huh. it's, like, super close, and the groceries are super cheap. But anyways, yeah. one time I had a dream that I was buying groceries, and I was, it was, a, <laughs> it was something of a nightmare. Like, I was really stressed out in the dream, because I wasn't at Aldi. Um, <laughs> but then, because the reason I knew I wasn't at Aldi was because it was, like, very small packaging. Like, I wasn't getting bulk items. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so overpaying for these groceries, but then I remembered, wait a minute, Sam's Club's a bulk store. Aldi's a regular store. They don't have everything in bulk. Wait a minute. I am an Aldi. Okay, whew. That was a close one. 
So the nightmare was thinking I wasn't an Aldi. <laughs> I just love that so much. Yeah, yeah, that was a... Uh, woke up in a cold sweat. <laughs> you can tell me that story a hundred times and I will still love it. Oh, man. Well, over the course of our lifetime, I probably will. Yeah. Um, anyways, so my Aldi experience today... Mm-hmm. It was an above-average Aldi experience, I would say, or at least a very dynamic one. Um, so, first thing, I was going around getting my regular groceries, and you know it's like four or five aisles, and you snake through, and mm-hmm. in this particular Aldi, the last snake through is like the refrigerated section and like the meats and the frozens, mm-hmm. which makes sense because you want them at the end, i.e. Mm-hmm. Aldi's the perfect grocery store. Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm coming down the aisle, and I remembered, oh, wait, I wanted to get hummus um, this trip. So I was already past the hummus at that point. Meanwhile, as I'm going down the aisle, I saw, oh, somebody catastrophically spilled a container of layered bean dip in the middle of the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) Catastrophically. It was like the container was right side up, and it had most of the bean dip in, but it was splattered on the aisle. So like I routed around it on the way down. Just being like, okay, got to avoid the, the bean dip that somebody left here and nobody's worried about for some reason. <laughs> um, so then I turn around to go <laughs> to go back to the hummus, and I I set my cart off to the side, and I turn around to go get it, and I just punt the crap out of the bean dip. <laughs> it was like I did an about face and just caught it right with my foot and just, bam, kicked it right across the aisle. <laughs> oh, no. And at the same time, I realized what I was doing and that I was standing in bean dip. So I, like, jumped <laughs> a foot and a half into the air and, like, yell because I was like, ah! You you were startled by the bean dip that you just inadvertently I was, kicked. I was trying to get out of the bean dip <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to stand in bean dip. So I kicked it across the aisle, bean dip went everywhere, and I jumped and yelled. So then everyone looked at me. <laughs> I was like, I, like, looked at it and I was like, ah, like, I feel like I should do you something. See this six foot six stick figure. I think I lost you. you Sorry, say? I had one of the I had one of those uh, ten seconds where you cut out and the where the internet turns off and back on. Nice. Well, I just <laughs> I I was standing there staring at the splattered bean dip, thinking like, oh man, I should do something. And like other people were looking at me, but I was like, guys. I got nothing. I don't have any way to deal with this bean dip. <laughs> so you started tap dancing? I, like, pushed the container off to the side of the aisle and then just, like, kept doing what I was doing. I, like, went and got my own hummus. <laughs> and everyone continued to watch you for the rest of the grocery trip? Dude, yeah. I felt like I had a target on my back. Everyone was like, that's the bean dip guy. <laughs> Plus, it's it, the bean dip It didn't guy. help that I was, like, tracking bean dip with the foot that I stepped in the bean dip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Like, not gosh. very far, but there was, like, bean dip, like, caked on the bottom of my shoe. Yeah. Um, anyways. That guy. So, I eventually make it to the hummus, right? That's just the beginning of the story, man. So, but arguably the most exciting part. Anyways, mm-hmm. moving on. Um, I'm looking at the hummus, and I'm seeing all the flavors. I usually go for roasted red pepper myself. Yeah, it's classic. But then I see one that says, significantly spicy hummus. Hmm. And first of all, that name just made me giggle. Immediately. Yeah. And I was like... It's like very on the nose. I was like, how spicy is it? Well, it's significantly spicy. It's like... <laughs> it's not insignificant. No, I'm just like, well, that's a very, like, descriptive title. Thank you. Like, I... It, it made me laugh, but I also loved it at the same time, all in one instant. 
So yeah. I picked up the hummus, and I was so tickled by the name that I look at the woman who's also looking at hummus next to me, and I said, isn't this a silly name for hummus? And then she said, oh, that's the one I was looking for. And I realized, like, retroactively that she had been looking at, like, so many different hummuses. Like, yeah. just, like, pouring through the hummus shelf. And she was like, that's the <laughs> one I'm looking for. shoveling through, she's, digging all the way to the back. She's tossing bean dip into the aisle left and right, looking <laughs> for hummus. But, um, <laughs> no, so then... She said, that's the one I'm looking for. And I was just like, oh, here, you can have it. And she said, oh, really? And I'm just like, no, yeah, like, if it's your favorite. And then <laughs> she took it, and then I realized, <laughs> and then, oh, sorry, keep going. I was going to say, and then you go, wait a minute, how badly do you want this? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but then I realized there's no significantly spicy hummus left on the shelf. That is the last one. Oh, boy. And then I was like... Well, it must be good. I said, well, dang, now I kind of want some significantly spicy hummus. <laughs> I got messed up. I'm like, hey, give it back. <laughs> so you picked up a can of bean dip. Hurled it Hucked as hard it as I could hurl. And then I realized I was in a time loop. I was the guy who spilled the bean dip. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> no, so then um, I just got roasted garlic hummus. Okay. Um, which is different from my usual choice. Flash forward to be eating it at home, I was like, man, I wish this was significantly spicy. Like, I actually <laughs> like spicy foods, yeah. and I'm, like, kind of bummed that I don't have sp significantly spicy hummus now. Well, now you know where to find it, though. Yeah, but who knows if it'll ever be back. If it's the most popular hummus, maybe that was my one chance. <laughs> I don't know. But I found out I was stuck in a time loop. I'm the guy that spilled the bean dip. Now I'm still in Aldi right now, and I can't get out. <laughs> but I'm also the woman who bought the significantly spicy hummus. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I try to check out and they're just like but sir you've always been here and then it slowly pans <laughs> to a photo of me and that Aldi from the 1950s <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a Stephen King book that I've never read I don't know it's uh The Shining oh is it? yeah nice have you watched that movie? no dude very good I, I don't understand it <laughs> I think it was good but I'm not sure it's fair well, um, that's not the end of my, uh, of my Aldi endeavors. So, I get to the, uh, How checkout. How could there possibly be more? <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you wouldn't expect there to be, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> but, so I get to the checkout, and I'm sitting there looking at my stuff on the little conveyor belt, and I said, I'm going to guess $41. Mm-hmm. And it was... Is this something you usually do? Yeah. Okay. And I said that out loud so that I could get glory if I guessed it correctly. <laughs> said that out loud and looked around. Nobody cared. Forty one dollars. <laughs> Forty one. <Over here. laughs> um, it was Forty four dollars, or I think forty three, maybe. I probably have the so you were, receipt in my pocket. So you were wrong. Um, yes, I have the receipt right here. Forty four oh four. Okay. What's what's the average error here? I have no point of reference. Um, I've guessed it spot on before. So why is this significant? Why are you wasting my time? Well, I was just excited about it. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, then I am leaving to go put my groceries away. And I put the groceries in the car. I ride the cart down the hill as I always do. Bringing my mm -hmm. cart back, somebody said, Hey, I forgot a quarter, can I have your cart? And I said, sure, without thinking about it. Um, but I felt good about it, you know? I hate to, mm -hmm. I hate it when I forget a quarter. I'm glad I could give that to somebody else. Also, yeah. 
I realized I was still up in money, technically. Not because I found quarters while I was there, mind you, but because I forgot <laughs> that I had put toilet paper on the bottom of my cart, and the cashier also forgot. Oh, so you stole toilet so paper. So I, I inadvertently stole toilet paper. You scoundrel. Yeah, but, you know... It was kind of funny because I was considering, like, asking my roommate to Venmo me for, like, half the toilet paper. Um, mm -hmm. But then it was free, so I was like, ah, oh, I crossed that bridge. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Alrighty. Wait, so you found quarters while you were at Aldi, too? No. Oh. I was just saying that's, like, the explanation you would expect to hear from, like, why I was actually up money oh. after giving my card away. Oh, not because you actually found quarters. No. Oh, I, I misunderstood. Yeah. I was going to say, how did you not include that as part of your story? No, yeah, so a dynamic Aldi trip, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, what a what a trip for your friend to come on. Yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't the time the, the friend came. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was just another time. That was was the time. time your friend came, was that a pretty run-of-the-mill trip? Um, I'd say so, yeah. Not too much. I was going to say, if you brought your friend when you were bragging about the efficiency of the trip and then you forgot the hummus, and then there's like bean dip on the floor, he's like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes it's a madhouse, but most of the time it's my favorite place. <laughs> Bring your friend, walk into Aldi, and everyone goes, Jay! Sometimes you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, so that was my Aldi trip. Also, they were missing an ingredient that they're usually not missing. So Aldi doesn't have the widest selection. But I was planning mm -hmm. to make uh, curried chickpeas again this week. And um, they were missing one minor ingredient that's just like sort of upholds part of the dish but isn't necessarily the, uh, the star of the show. They didn't have chickpeas. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, despite oh, yeah. my buildup, is actually pretty vital to curried chickpeas. <laughs> um, yeah. They're, maybe you could just use regular peas. No, I went to Kroger and got some because going to Newport for groceries is proof yeah i would also not advise using regular peas <laughs> no <laughs> um how different could they really be though well have you had peas i have recently actually so that different <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough but yeah they are frequently out of chickpeas at our aldi too in north so carolina they're frequently out of chickpeas <laughs> chickpeas <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I'm over it. Are we done with this yet? Yeah, no, I'm I'm fresh out of topics. I am coasting no. for the rest of the episode. No, I meant the podcast. Are we... Scotty, how much time is on the clock? I talked for 38 minutes, Brian. <laughs> I really should have cut you off, huh? You should have. Well, I think it was... I was moving. I was going at a clip. Yeah. No, but you were good. It's not that you... Yeah. It's not that you, like, dove into any details that, like... You weren't, like, reading a textbook or doing a... What's that called? A filibuster? Yeah. Good. Plus, I'm kind of in a listening mood myself anyway. Oh. Yeah. Um, this week was pretty dull for me, I'm going to be honest. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, intrigue. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like new job. The outage hasn't started yet, so we're just doing preps for once the outage starts. But then also, we don't have a lot of responsibilities here. Um, they hire a bunch of different companies to do each separate little part of the process. So we only have one little part that we're doing. So it's like, there's not much to get ready for. Um, it's a new outage. So it's like new people. So I'm like, I don't feel like I have as many friends now. So no pineapple day. 
No pineapple day, unfortunately. You didn't try um, to take that with you? No. No, I think that's a Gale thing. <laughs> oh, so Gale's not at this one either. That's sad. No, yeah. So that's a big bummer. Because he is literally like an endless fountain of positive energy. Yeah. Um, the refuel floor here is like poorly lit. So like it's just kind of dark and mm. like makes me a little sad. Dang. <laughs> All of this to say, I thought I had avoided it this year. Um, but because I made it, how far are we? Like mid-March? Um, and I thought I avoided the Wilson seasonal depression. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's coming around, and I'm just like, ugh. That'll get you. <laughs> thought I beat it. I, I think it's something to do with geography, because I came back up north. I was fine in Georgia. I was fine in North Carolina, and then I came up to Oswego. Mm. No. Yeah, had to go through the yeah. northeast cloud of seasonal depression. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... I would say I think I was I was definitely feeling some type of way this weekend. I was I was questioning some stuff, but by today <laughs> I was feeling better. Yeah. I also I personally don't I have chosen to call it seasonal apathy because I don't necessarily get sad. I think like throughout my life I've developed methods to just avoid being sad or not be sad, mm-hmm. which is a whole other topic we could get into some other time. But it's like, so when I get, like, quote-unquote depressed, I'm not sad. I just feel, like, tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do anything. It's like, uh, I know I should do these things, and, like, they'd be easy to do, but I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Like, what was it? One week this morning, I get up so that I have, like, 10 to 15 minutes of just kind of, like, chill-out time to mm-hmm. just, like, I don't know, check a spreadsheet or, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> like, re- read a little bit of my book. I don't know, whatever. Um, before I go to work, but I got to that point, I was like all ready to go to work, and I was like, "Well, I got 15 minutes," and I just like sat back on my bed and just like stared at the wall, <laughs> just kind of let my mind run. Oh man! And I was just like staring at the wall, and then I look at my watch, and I'm like, "Oh, well, time to go." <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> have a we had real uplifting weeks. Sounds like I know. At least we we're on the same page. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. I also find it strange that I'm like very content. To just, like, stare at a wall if I'm in the right mood. You've talked about this before. Yeah. I don't think so. And, like, I've... (laughs) uh, Well, I will get, like, sort of cranked up sometimes if I, like, have a lot of thoughts on my head to where I just need to, Mm -hmm. like, not do anything and not say anything and, like, not have anybody talk to me for, like, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll walk around the backyard, though, if I'm doing that. Oh, yeah, no. I like to just kind of sit in a comfy chair and just stare, like, zone out. Yeah. It's definitely a mood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, kind of what came along with that is at work, when you're in like an upset mood or just kind of like that kind of funk, you know, yeah. you just start to like rethink a lot of things. So I'm at work and I'm like, why am I doing this job? Do I want to do this job? Should I be doing some other job? And just like those kinds of thoughts. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, this would be a good topic to talk about on our podcast. Yeah. Scotty, where's the jingle? I don't know. He's sleeping. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so when I... I like how you get sort of depressed and then have, like, existential thoughts about, like, am I doing the right job? And then I choose to punch lighting fixtures. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to cover all angles. (laughs) Yeah. No, but... uh, Anyways, so, yeah, what were your thoughts on just, like, was it, was it all occupational or more, like, lifestyle? Um, I mean, I feel like those go together because your occupation kind of shapes your lifestyle. 
Lifestyle. <laughs> he drug that one out a little bit. Yeah, well, luckily enough, it actually... Um, <laughs> so Zoom popped up a little window that said, playing music, question mark? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, so I must have nailed it. <laughs> that was music? <laughs> that is by... I don't know who it's by. Is that Fetty Wap? I think it's Young Thug. Young Thug. Lifestyle. Check it out. <laughs> or it's it's some ridiculous name yeah lifestyle but there's also a new better song called lifestyle really? by adam levine and uh Young who Thug? is it? A- no adam levine and jason derulo just Ooh. made a song called lifestyle and it is bomb it's it's like a pop song it's poppy okay but i jammed to it it was it was definitely in my queue for like a week while we're doing pre-subject um song wrecks hypotheticals <laughs> Oh man, I've had it stuck Dude. in my head. Bomb, so good, so good. Yeah, by Lake Street Dive, so good. I uh, I wanted to like approach it with caution because you guys were hyping it up pretty big, but mm-hmm. it is quickly becoming one of the most. I've been obsessed with one of their songs. Yeah, it was like I heard I first heard it in on like one of those weird. Well, like, I heard a weird snippet when I was getting in my car because, like, my phone was starting up and it, like, came in in the middle and then, like, skipped to another song weirdly. Yeah. But then in, like, the little snippet I got, I was like, was that, like, a hip-hop song? Because there's a part where it's, like, really, like, rhythmic, like, running through a lot of hypothetical, like that. Yeah. But then I was like, I was, so in almost the same second, I thought, was that a hip-hop song? And then I was like, was that the singer from Lake Street Dive? And I was like what in the world and then i had to go back and i was like this is so good did you hear them on the radio no um it was on my discover or my release radar on spotify i've i've begun liking release radar a lot more than discover weekly because discover weekly is really trying to like figure out what you like and Mm -hmm. pull stuff that they think you're gonna like but release radar just does artists that you already have liked songs of yeah but even, like, if you like one song by an artist, then it will, like, play stuff from them. So mm-hmm. it's it's still pulling stuff that I'm like, this is off the wall. Why would this be on here? But it's like, oh, I maybe like one random song where this artist is featured. Yeah. But then I feel like you're still more likely to like it. Yeah. So. That's one thing that I need to get used to, like, being into bands that are contemporary that are still releasing music. Because I want to hear that stuff. And I exactly, you don't know yeah. about it unless somebody tells you. Also... Um, if you want to introduce the topic a little more thoroughly, I need to fold my bread again. Okay. <laughs> so I'll be right back. Yeah. So I guess I didn't necessarily elaborate, but I wanted to talk about um, just people's views on like what, like what's the point of a job, what you should look for in a job, what the important things are in a job. Did I just say that twice? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, just jobs in general, because I feel like there's so much quote-unquote conventional wisdom on looking for a job and a career and everything and like how long you should stay in a career and how to enjoy your career but the more I think about it I've thought about it recently and I think the conventional wisdom that everyone says as you're growing up is just a bunch of bullcrap like I could give myself better advice about picking a career now than any of the advice that anyone gave me I think yeah I had a similar thought recently First of all, just how f- seamlessly I re-entered the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking, I was so lost when I was trying to decide what major to do for college and like which college to pick. Um, and now I'm actually 
somewhat involved in the admissions process for UC. Like, not like I pick people, but I'm the guy who's telling kids, oh, here's what it's like here in case you're interested. Or, like, you're trying to make up your mind, mm-hmm. here's what I was considering. So, haven't really ruminated on that, but that's kind of cool. Anyways, yeah. but, like, luckily, I'm, like, I really love um, what I'm in now. Like, it just so happened to work out really well. Like, I'm super all about mechanical engineering now. But Oh, are you? Yeah. It took you three years to get there. <laughs> no, yeah. So, like, I'm loving Cincinnati, loving mechanical engineering. It's, like, really hard, and, like, I get burnt out sometimes, but I'm doing what I want to be doing. Heck, um, yeah. Yeah. That's the first I've heard you say that, and that makes me so happy. No, yeah. I, th- I thought I was talking about this a little bit. Maybe I was talking to Sydney about it. But, yeah, like, I, this is, or I think I did a polo, maybe. Some medium I talked about this. But, yeah, no, this is, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Yeah, um, but... I've actually had a lot of uh, reserved guilt about you being in mechanical engineering and not like it, because I'm like, oh, he just did this because I did it, and now <laughs> his life is on the wrong path. What have I done? No, yeah. I failed my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't be your fault, but also, um, my co-ops were sort of leading me towards, like, realizing the things I like, the things I dislike. And I'm, that's one of the reasons that I'm, that I left Toyota was because this is the first time where I like definitively know the kind of thing I want to do. And I know Mm -hmm. that it's not that. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to leave. And like, if I don't find something that sucks, but life moves on. Um, Oh man. Yeah. What was I talking about? Oh, um, but now if I would have like known the things to say to young me, I feel like I could have, helped a lot or maybe it's yeah. just maybe it's just the way i was like all the unknowns and i would have overcomplicated this decision regardless mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know i feel like i would have just said hey like don't worry too much about like what you're gonna do with your life just pick what classes sound interesting or like you're you're yeah. like kind of into physics that's enough reason to pick mechanical engineering you like you don't know until you know <laughs> yeah so I guess that is kind of conventional wisdom you get, but it's just hard to take before you're in it, maybe. I don't know. I, I have some conventional wisdoms written down that I kind of want to dissect. Yeah, let's do it. But I also wanted to start by just kind of going through our experience with work and like different jobs we've had, what we've gotten out of them, what we okay. think is good and bad. Yeah, you can start um, out. Yeah, so I... One of the great things about Cincinnati that we've already talked about is the co-op program. You have to do five co-op semesters before you graduate. So lots of people will just find one company they like and they're like, ooh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do five rotations and then I'm guaranteed a job once I graduate because I'll have so much like invested in the company already mm-hmm. and it'll be a good hire. Some people do that and don't get hired. That sucks. <laughs> but a lot of people, they do get hired and it works out great. Um, the other approach I think to take for anyone who's considering Cincinnati, this is very important to hear. <laughs> this is basically a plug for Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, is to, I did four different companies in my five rotations. And I kind of <laughs> wish I would have done five different companies. Bold. Just for a little background, you're not oh, supposed to. Oh, yeah, I forgot to, you're not supposed to do that. It's like almost a rule. Like as close as it can be to being a rule without like actually being mandatory. But you're supposed to be at every company for two rotations so that you like at least first one you're like finding the bathroom they say like getting your like feet wet in the company <laughs> you don't really know uh-huh. what's going on and then the second rotation you like do more real work so they don't mm-hmm. want you just skipping from company to company figuring out where the bathroom is 
But if you're me, <laughs> you're just immediately effective in every position. But I'm Brian so freaking awesome. Wilson. So. <laughs> no, um, see, the advice that I heard, and this advice I was actually very happy to hear coming in, is um, whenever I told people, I was like, yeah, I really didn't enjoy this first job, but I have to stay here for two rotations. And people were, were like, oh, the advisors don't care. Their main concern is, do you have a co-op? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I already have an offer at another company. And they were like, then go to that. Yeah. I was like, and that just opened the doors. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but basically, I've had jobs where I liked the people I was working with and didn't like the work. Mm-hmm. I've had jobs where I liked the work, but wasn't having a lot of fun with the people I was working with. Um, and then I've had jobs where I really like where I am, like physically, geographically, like my life outside of work was really fun. Mm -hmm. And then jobs where my life outside of work was like kind of boring just because it's a kind of boring area. And it's just like a mix of those three things. It was like living in a cool location, liking the people you're working with and liking what you're working on. Mm -hmm. And my takeaway was that, um, what you're working on is like the least significant part of the equation (laughs) because my least favorite job was in an amazing place with really fun people. And I remember that whole semester internship as like a super fun, awesome, amazing experience. But then when I, when I take another minute to think about it, I was like, but wow, I hated my job. It was (laughs) so boring and I did not care about it at all. Yeah. No, your life seemed like a fairy tale when you were there. Like, you were hanging out with, like, really cool, interesting people, and just, mm-hmm. it was sunny, and you were doing <laughs> fun stuff all the time, I felt like. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's just kind of my takeaway, which is, um. I guess I'll just roll into this, because that being said, one of the things, I feel like the most conventional wisdom you can get about picking a job is, do something you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Like, make sure you find a job that you like. And I'm like, that is just, that's the complete opposite of the conclusion that I reached working five different jobs, five different, very, or four different, very different jobs. Yeah. Which, I feel like that might be a little bit biased towards the co-op effect because you know you're only there for a semester. If you were living in Wonderland, Berkeley, and doing the job that you didn't like, then I feel like it would have been, you would have maybe looked for a different job if you knew you were going to be there forever. That's valid. Yeah. So I think that there's a little tinge of difference there, but I do think that there is some legitimacy to that sentiment. Yeah. That's a very good point that I have never once considered before. So I'm glad (laughs) you brought it to my attention. Nice. Co-ops are, a uh, five-month co-op is different than a 40-year career. Yeah. We're going to write that, Scotty, write that one down in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> write that down in takeaways. No, takeaways. Okay. <laughs> He's not on the ball today. Dude, we got to get a new intern. If the marker's that. dead, just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to see your pod collection. <laughs> don't put it back. You're going to try to use it again. <laughs> All right, anyways. Anyways. Like Scotty derail this podcast more uh, than it already is. I think he's plotting against us. I think he's recording his own podcast over there right now. I don't know. He's using a lot of gestures. 
<laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Any eggs. Uh, did you want to talk about your job experience? Because I feel like this also kind of lends itself to like any big decision, like picking a major yeah. in college. It's like, how do you pick a major? Oh, we'll just pick something you are really interested in. Yeah, so I guess the most wisdom that I've picked up thus far from like looking into jobs is that you definitely, I think Casey Neistat said it, the best way to figure out what you want to do is to spend as much time as possible doing something you hate. Um, because you just like really start to think a lot about what you would rather be doing. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to do something you hate, but just like getting out there and doing something is the best way to figure out what you do want to do in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So like I found my first job at Toyota just because my filter then I knew nothing about what it was like working as an engineer, but the filter I put up arbitrarily was I want to make a thing. I don't want to be an engineering consultant. So I was like, I want to be in production of something. And then I was like, oh, Toyota makes cars. I'll work at Toyota. Um, lo and behold, I ended up being basically an internal engineering consultant for Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> which was Funny how that works. exactly what I didn't want to do. So now I definitely know that I don't want to do that. Um, but then my second job within Toyota was just a, more of in a regular department. I was at paint and I got to like actually design some hardware and stuff, which was super fun compared to the last one. But then mm. I realized oh, I had a lot of fun designing this, but I was way more jacked to make it and see how it worked. So then I was like, sounds like I'm kind of into hardware prototyping. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a pretty common job description for a lot of engineering jobs. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to start looking for hardware prototyping. And now that's basically what I'm doing. Well, I'm kind of, that's one thing that I'm going after. And then another thing that I'm sort of starting to get into is finite element analysis. Oh, the biggest buzzword there is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh man, it's just, I'm going to nerd out here for a second. You can skip oh, like two minutes ahead. But This might actually be good for me because I know nothing about finite element analysis. And literally every engineer I've ever met has asked me if I've done it. Yeah. So I don't know that much about it, but I, I feel like it ties in a lot to the numerical techniques class, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. So Matt basically, three. yeah. So if you think about it, um, we're able to find like mathematical solutions to a lot of problems. So basically like, oh, this bridge is shaped this way. If I press on it here, what does that do to the other places? Like we want to like figure things out. And a lot of the times that boils down to equations or many, many equations, like hundreds mm-hmm. of equations that yeah. you can then solve via like a matrix is what it's called. Uh-huh. Um, but the problem is, is that getting solutions to these equations, those are analytical solutions. So they're like exact, they're precise, they're like the answer. But uh-huh. we can almost never find the answer. So basically, finite element analysis is like taking a bunch of data points until you can get a good answer and know how good it is. But you're not actually trying to find the answer. Interesting. Yeah, so it's basically like taking all the things that we want to know and then you're just actually figuring it out. So like you learn a bunch of math your whole life for engineering at least. But mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, that's the ideal case, but how you actually solve it is different. This is how you actually solve it. Oh. That's yeah. fun. So, or at least that's my understanding. Somebody who is in finite element analysis can come in and like read me the rights if they want to. But <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting to me and I haven't done it. So like I kind of want to try that now. <laughs> but um mm-hmm. but who knows. Anyways, Essentially, my biggest takeaway is that you don't know what to look for until you just, like, know anything at all. So, 
don't be scared to jump in randomly because that is yeah essentially the only first step you can take Mm -hmm. and my advice to people also would be that like nothing is necessarily permanent yeah so like don't be a when you're getting a job you shouldn't be like oh is this the right job is this what i want to do forever is this like am i like i don't want to i don't want to take this job yeah. Because I'm not sure if it's the right job. It's like, no, take the job to find out if it's the right job. And if it's not, quit after a year yeah. or like six months. Who cares? Yeah. It's like, is this the right job? It's like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Do it, do it and find out. And yeah. then, yeah, um, Aaron has also always been a big proponent of like, you don't owe this company anything. If they're not yeah. right for you, leave. Sorry about that, folks. Technical difficulties with hotel Wi-Fi going out frequently went out really bad that time. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Anyways, I was saying that um, you shouldn't be worried about like jumping from job to job because I feel like doing more jobs is how you figure out what you do and don't like and how you eventually end up in the right job. Um, And you were saying you don't owe the company anything. Like they're a company, but you're you and you're the most important thing to you. Well, that's kind of selfish. But essentially, don't do something you hate because you feel guilty for a company. Yeah. Um, It can get you into trouble if you're, like, jumping around a lot because then people are like, well, we don't want to hire you because you're probably just going to quit. I kind of ran into that with, like, my fourth and fifth co-ops. But I was like, no. Yeah, they started to be like, so why have you worked so many places? And I was like, because here's my philosophy and I explained it to them. But I'm like, I'm in college. This is my time to figure out what I want to do. So like, don't hate me for it. Don't hate me because you ain't me. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So do you want to pick apart conventional wisdoms with me? I actually only have, I actually only have one other one and it's actually also not a conventional wisdom. All right. Interesting. Love this segment. This goes. Um, <laughs> but no, so I already said the like, um, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that's good advice? Um, I think um, that it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. I um, think it's, I think it's one third of a good advice. Yeah. It's like working... I guess technically if you love what you do, you will not, that's like a blanket term, I think. Cause a lot of people assume that, oh, well, if you love what you do, you have to be sitting there doing your job and be really happy about it. And that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily need to be the case. Like I'm sure finite element analysis could be cool or like, say, I do think it's cool. I'm sure it's not the one thing I would like want to do with my life. And I would be like jacked to do it every day. Yeah. But it's like, it needs to be interesting at the very least or um, just not negative per se. And then what can make you love doing what you do is like the people you work with or yeah. like the place you live or the things you do outside of work. Um, yeah. It's you know? just, yeah, that, that one statement is like overly idealistic and like yeah. really unrealistic. Yeah. Um, but I had something else to add. Like, any job I will think suck sometimes. Yeah. It's like assuming that once you... It's also the way it, like, looks at a job is... It's like, you'll find one thing, you love it, and you can do it forever. But it's like, no, you grow and change. And also, jobs that exist now probably won't exist by the time you retire. Yeah. 
And also, you don't get a job and stay in that job. You get promoted and move through the company. Yeah. And, like, move to different positions. You move laterally. And it's like, oh, we need more people in this department. Or, like, oh, your job's obsolete. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that... Just, sorry. Like, just big picture philosophy for me right now is that I feel as though um, the way you, like, feel good and, like, feel happy and content, Mm -hmm. the less dependent that is on, like the things that are temporary, the healthier. So, like, if you're going to say, oh, like, um, if like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, that I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on it to be like, oh, the job is perfect, then you're happy. It's like, or mm-hmm. if you're, like, really good at just, like, being happy or, like, if you that, – that's a bad way to put it. Like, I think you can bring a lot more to the table of what you're doing than what you're doing can bring to the table. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're, you're kind de- of sorry. If you're ahead. if you're dependent on your job to be what makes the job good, odds are that's not going to be a constant in your life. So you need to figure out a way to make it more constant. I.e. Yeah. make like you the part that makes the job more fun. Exactly. And that's starting to get into like theories on how to be happy and content yeah. with life, which is actually a topic I want to do on an- another episode. Okay. Or you can read about it in my book that I probably will never write. But <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, yeah, like you were saying, I feel like j- your job is just one piece of a happy lifestyle. And that's my takeaway from all my co-ops is, like, you have to be happy where you're living. You have to have a good group of friends and, like, mm. a lo- like people you love around you. Yeah. Um, you have to have, like, be in a climate you enjoy, even. Yeah. Like... Like, if you're really, so really bummed pieces. out, your job isn't what's the problem. Mm-hmm. And I guess, though, that advice isn't saying, love what you do, and you'll be happy. That's fair. It's saying, love what you do, and you'll, like, work won't be work. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe it's more on point than we were tearing it up to be. Maybe. Yeah, because, like, when I'm doing homework, it's like, when I'm doing it with a group of friends, it's definitely a lot more fun than when I'm just sitting there, like, plotting through it. Exactly. But I don't know if that's so really then, the point they're making. Yeah. Like, because it's not like you love vibes. Yeah. No. But, like, the whole process of it is enjoyable because of the atmosphere that you have created around it. Yeah. And, like, the meme culture within that group. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> um, or, also, also, like, one thing that's kind of specific to vibes, but, like, maybe more generally applicable is that it... I get stressed out when I feel like I can't figure out the solutions. Then I'm worried I'm like just sitting there spinning my tires. But then when I'm with the group, we're bouncing ideas off each other. I never feel like I'm stuck. So then, yeah. then not only am I doing better, but it's also more fun because I'm less stressed and I'm like hanging out with my friends and like doing the work. So mm-hmm. it can also, depending on how you approach it, it can turn something that's not fun into something that is fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I have my second bullet on the list, um, which this uh, job advice comes from a good friend, Jason. Ooh, Um, I've heard this advice before, but lay it on me. Yeah, so his advice is to get a job that doesn't get in the way of your outside life. Mm -hmm. And basically, a job that allows you to do what you want in your free time. Yeah. So, like, you make enough money, I guess, and have enough free time to enjoy your life the way you want to. Yeah. So that looks more at a job as like a means to an end. Mm-hmm. No, that's a, I like that too, especially in the sense where it's like, 
people can be worried about how much money they're making a lot of the time in their job. Mm-hmm. That can be a big factor of their happiness. But then if you think about it, um, the money is only really a good return on investment for your time if you have the time to use it. Exactly. Yeah. So if I'm making more money but I have no time to rock climb, it doesn't matter that I can afford rock climbing gear. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not climbing, which is a yeah. oversimplification of it. But yeah, so then it might make sense to work harder or work a higher paying job if you're like supporting a family because like you need all that money. Mm-hmm. Like as long as your job facilitates your outdoor life. Like I, I like that. Yeah. And it also depends on what you want to do with your outside life. Yeah. Like you want to climb. Um, it de- I like if you have cheap hobbies, you actually need like an astonishingly little amount of money to live yeah, in my opinion, with my standards, I guess that's not saying much, but like a salary, I don't know, I don't want to get into numbers of how much money you actually need to do stuff, yeah. but the point is, you don't need to make buckets of money to enjoy your time outside of work. Yeah. No, like I, so obviously I live like, I'll, I'll get into the money a little <laughs> bit. Um, I believe that I spend around a thousand dollars a month, all said and done. Uh-huh. Um... And even that's with some like frivolous expenses. So yeah. I think I could cut it down if I needed to, but a thousand dollars a month, 12,000 a year. I realize I'm just one young man living on my own. Mm-hmm. But the only reason that I can't get by working every other co-op is because I'm paying or I'm trying to pay $7,000 in tuition every other semester. Yeah. So if that wasn't a factor, like just. I feel like <laughs> you can sustain... I don't know what I'm saying with this. I know what you're saying. Work doesn't need to whenever, get in the way as much. Yeah, whenever I try to say this, the reason I didn't want to get into numbers is because anytime I bring up numbers of how little money I think you need to live, people get mad at me. Oh, really? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, how much are you paying for rent? And what about insurance and cars and blah, blah, blah? And oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe a little more. But like at the end of the day, I think... Um, because the other thing, too, is, like, they say all this stuff, and they just start throwing out these numbers, and I'm like, do you realize I have spreadsheets from the past five years tracking every penny that's come in and out of my life? Yeah. I, I can say with confidence how much money I need to survive. Yeah, so um, even say, okay, Jay, just double the amount you spend in a month. That's still, like, a little bit less than a teacher's salary, I think, like 24000 Yeah, Yeah, after taxes. So you figure before okay. taxes, you need to be making, like, forty, maybe. Like, 30 to 40, I think, is plenty to live off of. And then, yeah, of course, you're not saving. We're getting way too into the money side of it. Yeah. (laughs) But I could talk... That could be a whole nother episode. Don't even get me started. That 10-hour Zoom call, uh, there was, like, 30 minutes where I was talking with a friend about credit cards. Oh, man. I love love it all. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Anyways. I'll write about that in my other book, too. Yeah. (laughs) So... But the point is there's, like, the money side. Like, make sure you have enough money to fund your hobbies and then Mm -hmm. also enough time to enjoy your hobbies. So that's kind of why – that's one really positive thing. It might be a positive thing about the job I have right now because when I'm on outages, it's like I'm basically plucked completely from my life and have zero time to enjoy any hobbies, which actually isn't really completely true because some of my hobbies are like Minecraft and D&D, so I can still do those with people. Yeah. Kind of. I guess Theoretically, you so could much. do D&D with your friends, but <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> depends on where we are in the outage and how it's going. Jerk. But anyways, <laughs> any eggs. 
there's so I'm losing like three months and they're like oh that sucks you're losing all that time and I'm like yeah but then I go back home and I'm doing very little work for the yeah. rest of the year so it's like I have all this free time and it's nice to have that free time but then having that much free time is not as enjoyable unless everyone else has that free time too yeah so it's like uh yeah that's I rather, thing. would I rather work a normal amount year round or have it in the clumps yeah so that's so something i've really been trying to figure out with this job would i rather have it in the clumps <laughs> it's like the bad you part of town i love a clump it's like well you know i was born and raised in the clumps <laughs> on the other side of the tracks um no but uh yeah so really if you think about it your life right now is just kind of taking advantage of batch efficiency batch efficiency yeah so you're like going and doing a big batch of work and then not doing any work. Yeah, which is kind of how I've how I like to approach things. Yeah. I've been very much like get all the hard stuff done now so that you can coast later. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just another aspect to look at a job from because yeah, yeah like I know some people that really want to like go on all these vacations and travel so much and they're like but when you first start a job you're only getting like one week off a year or like yeah. two weeks off a year so if you're if your job and if you can't like go remote or anything mm -hmm. it's like that's a huge piece of advice that i feel like no that's oh yeah that's how we're approaching this whole conversation that's a whole huge piece of advice that i feel like nobody gives is like make sure you have a job that lets you like have as much time off like a flexible job. I don't know what, how, what words I want to I use. I think that's kind of a sky, uh, pie in the sky type of idea if you think about it for a lot of things. Like COVID has been crazy with like everyone going remote. That's like a completely new world. But also your job is extremely uncommon in the way that it does things. Not as uncommon as you'd think. Like this is basically how contractors live. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like huh. you do independent job. Like you get hired for a job. You're in a pool of people. Yeah. And they say, we have this job, we need this many people who can, and they'll staff people, but then they'll also ask and you can be like, no, nah, I don't want to go to that job. Yeah. So, and it's like, I didn't know that was a thing. If people said, this is a lifestyle you can live with this type of job. Yeah. Then I would have been like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if I want that or not. Oh yeah. And then like professional mountain guides, it's like they do their guides in the climbing seasons. And then when it's not climbing season... They go somewhere where it is, or they do a different job. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess, yeah, when you're looking for jobs, at least for me, when I was looking for jobs or like trying to figure out jobs, it's like, oh, for a job, you go into work, and you work this amount of time every day, mm -hmm. and you work that amount of time every day, all year, and then you get some holidays and some vacation days. Yeah. It's like, nope, that's not necessarily how it has to be. Yeah, there's a lot of different ones. Rachel loved doing 312s. Yeah. Or I know one of my other friends, I forget what crazy schedule he was working, but he's like, I'll work like four days and then get three off and then work like a week or like work like six tens and then get two weeks off. I don't even know. Dang. It was just mayhem. Well, you also worked four tens for one co-op. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Tell oh, us about how you liked again? four tens. I'm going to go give my dough another fold. <laughs> okay. Four tens was pretty good. So that was actually the job that I really enjoyed the work that I was doing, but then the town I was living in wasn't super fun. And, uh, 
The reason they did four tens also is because at the beginning and end of every day, you had to do an hour bus ride out into the desert. Um, but yeah, then you get a three day weekend every weekend. So even though the town, there wasn't much to do, you could go on like a longer trip every weekend and it wasn't unthinkable. So that was kind that I think that was a good balance and I would have enjoyed it a lot more in a more populated area with more stuff to do. Yeah. So that, um, actually that's again that's kind of like a half step between in the batch efficiency is like on a weekly basis instead of a monthly basis yeah so with my current interests and hobbies i've been pining hard for that job that you had because i love i want to go on nature trips i want to climb but those are way more um worth the investment when you can do a long weekend if i had a long weekend every weekend Mm -hmm. and i would be in idaho so i'd be right in the middle of all the nature stuff that would be ideal and i would be super excited about it so i'm like one i'm really hoping for that i'm hoping that your your connection can help me out with that secondly sorry have you got a hold of anybody there yeah so um the The contact it was a guy okay i didn't know if i was a guy named (laughs) the contact (laughs) Red Sparrow. Um, no, <laughs> no, but uh, so they got back to me and they basically said, oh yeah, like I can tell you all about working here, but um, I'm not taking an intern this, sem- this semester based on like my project work, but mm-hmm. people in my department will be, so I'll pass your name along. Heck yeah. Yeah, so hopefully something happens there. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Secondly, um, what was I going to say? I forget. Oh, I also wanted you to ask about internships with where you're at now because I'm a little bit paranoid about not getting an internship next this summer. <laughs> okay, we can talk af- off pod. <laughs> yeah, I need all the suggestions. Anyways, yeah. any eggs, moving on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to summarize that whole thing, I think it's like work-life balance is a big thing. And everyone always says, oh, make sure you find a job where you can have a good work-life balance. Yeah. Um, but, like, no one ever really digs into that. And we're always like, like, why are you guys talking like that? Yeah. Um, Put your teeth back in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's like there's just so many options and so many different ways to approach that work-life balance. And knowing what you're going to have in the job you're doing, I feel like is a huge part. Like, that's something you should be asking in interviews. Yeah. And it's something that I didn't really uh, fully understand. I always ask about work-life balance because some people will be like, "Uh, it's pretty rough, not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? There was one, the first time I got my internship with Toyota, I had two interviews that day, one with Toyota, one with a different company. And the other company was like, yeah, no, it's pretty rough working here. Like you, you work pretty hard when you're working and sometimes you have to work more. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, thank you for being upfront about that. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's also the perspective of whoever you're talking to, because a lot of people take work more seriously than they need to. Yeah. In my being an intern for five years. <laughs> also, disclaimer: Brian is the most okay with being worthless at work. <laughs> that is true. I find the bar uh, to like meet people's expectations, and then I stay at that line. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, to be fair, to be fair, um, at my remote co-op, I struggled the whole time with just feeling like I wasn't making any contribution. I felt worthless. I felt like I wasn't like motivated enough but then at the Mm -hmm. end when i was getting my review the dude was like telling me all about like how he felt and he was like yeah so um i he was basically reading me his um his like what is it 
like semester end review, I guess. Yeah. And he was telling me how he rated me. And he was like, yeah, so you were, um, you did a really good job staying motivated. Like I was kind of worried, uh, you know, some interns get, um, like a little less, uh, like motivated as the semester goes on, but even being remote, like you were always engaged and asking questions and like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, really? Like, yeah, I was right. definitely, I was definitely worried about that the whole time, but I didn't think I was doing a great job, but yeah, no, <laughs> it's, if you want to do well, people will think you're doing well. Mm. Yeah. What is it? Who said, if you're worried about, blank. I was on ear biscuits. If you're worried yeah. about not being motivated, then you're fine. Because not motivated people, don't worry about that. Yeah. That gives me so much comfort when I yeah. think about that stuff. Yeah. Like, if you're worrying about whether or not you're doing a good job, then you're probably doing a good job. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the people who are just completely checked out, don't care. That's when you need to maybe take a look at what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, that's the thing is, now when I'm feeling like super unenthused or super unengaged with anything i don't really i i put it on myself to some extent i'm not gonna lie about that but i also at the same time will start to look and be like well why am i not engaged like what part of this isn't working out because Mm -hmm. ideally you should be engaged in what you're doing it shouldn't be miserable it shouldn't be super hard to pay attention it should be somewhat natural to some extent and -hmm. if you're not there's probably something you could do that would be engaging yeah I feel it. Yeah. Don't but force anyways, it. That's my advice. Um, this brings us to what I decided my advice would be um, for like steering yourself through a job and career. Mm-hmm. And I came up with this on my run today. So I haven't really workshopped it much, but we can, okay. we can tear it apart here. So I was saying if I were to like tell a young person when they're trying to figure out what job they want, like where they want to move, what they want to do with their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to just like imagine a life where money is not a thing where you're just able to go and do whatever you want for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then try, hold on. Yeah. And then just try to get to that somehow yeah. and say like, okay, so if I like make a bunch of money right now and then like quit my job, then can I get to that? Or can I be like working and get that? Yeah. Or like, how can I be almost there while also working? Like mm-hmm. what parts are important? Yeah. Cause a lot of people like will think, oh, well if you just make money, not an object, like I would do whatever the hell I want all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, but also people who have infinite amounts of money, they work still because humans want to do things. They want to like, yeah. you want to work towards something. It might not, you might not get paid for it if you have all the money in the world because you can do whatever you want, but mm-hmm. you always want to work on something. So then once you really have that conversation with yourself, you, you eventually will probably land at something that's somewhat realistic, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, what would you do? And so many people say like, oh, well, I would just like go back to school because I just like learning. Or I would or, like, travel all the time. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, the traveling all the time, I feel like that's... I don't think you'd actually want to do that. <laughs> yeah. It would get exhausting and kind of old. I don't yeah. know. And stressful, but like other really. stuff where it's like, oh, like, anyway, I would <laughs> go back yeah, to school. If, there's, if they're saying I would go back to school, it's like, oh, maybe you should try and get a job in like research or like R&D yeah. or academics i don't know or if yeah a lot of people do just really enjoy they're like oh i would just build things all the time it's like okay well you can be like 
an architect or I don't know, yeah. maybe someone that has their hand, like you could be a contractor and work on building yeah. houses or whatever you want to build. Or if know. it's like, I would really just, I just want to be outside all the time. It's like you can work in the national park mm-hmm. service. Like you could probably get a job in there. And if you absolutely love what you're doing, you're going to go places because you're going to be super enthused and you're going to be crushing it because you're yeah. excited to be doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Or some people are like, I really would just want to stay home and be with my family. And it's like, okay, well, then maybe you can find a job where you can work from home. Or you're working, or like, find a a domestic partner such that, like, they make enough money that you can stay home. Or you can just work part-time or something. Like, try to get as close to that no-money ideal life as possible. Because when you really are honest with yourself about it, you can find something that's close to that. Yeah. Ooh, and quick, sorry, and you it's on. and not just looking at a job for that, like looking at the whole lifestyle surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Speaking really quickly about um like maybe finding a domestic partner that would let you stay at home. <laughs> it's a joke in my friend group that like I put out a lot of dad vibes. Um, yeah, just like the jokes I make, the way I behave, the way I interact with people, a lot of it leads to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But then when we were grilling, I put on my I put on the apron and I was grilling the dogs and I was drinking a Keystone, <laughs> oh boy, and I was just so excited to be doing it. And um, mm-hmm. so that was a big part of it. But then so that was the theme for the weekend. And then it came up the the second night, so Saturday night, that it was you know Jay, I feel like I could see you being like a trophy husband, and I'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> I would totally do that. Like if That's I have the some dream, real career motivated type wife, it's like I would. Totally stay home with the kids. And I would be, like, I feel like I would crush it. Yeah. But, um... (laughs) Something that I find really amazing, too, is as many, like, type A white old men that I work with, so many of them are like, oh, I don't need this job. My wife makes tons of money. (laughs) They're like, I could quit any day. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, this is just strange. Like, that's not what you're That makes them dangerous. They got nothing to lose. (laughs) Yeah. But then, yeah, I thought it was interesting because this week, like I said, I was feeling kind of bummed out. And then a lot of people that come into this job the way that I did kind of like come in, stick around for like five-ish years and then dip out and go to something else. Um, And all the people I work with are like, make sure you have your exit plan because this job will like trap you. And like everybody that I work with, the general vibe seems to be like, I'm doing this job to make money. Like nobody's really like thrilled about the job everyone's good at their job and very knowledgeable and engaged like they do a good job yeah and they're like fun to work with they're pleasant at work but at the end of the day it's like i have this job to make money once i'm done with this job i can't wait to get home and be with my family yeah which is not a Um, bad place to be in also like it's if you hate your job but then you also don't want to leave is that's when you really need to start (laughs) reevaluating. yeah but there was one guy I was talking to um, that he was like, how long have you been uh, in this job, Brian? And I was like, oh, I'm like, all, I'm rounding up year two. I'm just um, almost done with two years. And he was like, oh, really? How are you liking it? And then I was like, eh, like there's parts of it I like, there's parts of it I don't like. I don't know how long I'll stick around. And then he was like, oh, okay. And he looked like really upset that I like wasn't loving it. And I was like, I, we were kind of in the middle of something. So we just kind of like broke off and like, we're doing work, but I want to like follow up with him and be like, do you love this job? (laughs) Because I just haven't heard that. And if you do, I really want to hear about it. No. Yeah. That's oh, it's, it's 
no matter how like dissimilar it is from what you like to do, listening to someone who really likes what they do is always mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, and there's always going to be like one or two people in the office or on the team that are like, yeah. oh, I love this job, I live for this job, yeah. which is cool. Do you, okay, real quick towards the end, or I feel like we should wrap this up here soon, mm-hmm. but do you ever feel like when you pick up a new hobby or something that you enjoy doing, like you immediately think like, oh, I could do this, I could just do this. Yeah, for sure, big time. Like, now that I'm making bread all the time, I'm just like, I love making bread. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to be a baker. <laughs> I'm doing it. But, yeah, like, do you know how many times I thought I was like, I could start a Minecraft YouTube channel. <laughs> People just do this. They're, yeah. One of the guys I watch the most is the same age as me. And oh, he makes what? a living off of Minecraft YouTube videos. Oh, I'm man, like, Brian. where did I go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, man. I feel like I just need to reiterate just how pleasant it was talking to Zach on the phone about sourdough. It was just a treat. <laughs> yeah. But it's like we always say, well, yeah, when you're passionate about something and you talk to someone else who's passionate about it. I yeah. mean, talking to someone who's passionate about something is fun to listen to them. Yeah. But when you're also passionate about it, just... And it, it clicks. This is also off topic, but then when somebody, when you're passionate about something and somebody wants to talk to you about it and like learn more, that's mm-hmm. when you're most excited to talk about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> that's what, that's what oh, no. makes people start Internet podcasts, Brian. Down again. Please don't go all the way down. What? We're still alive. The yep. internet <laughs> tipped out again. <laughs> Right. I think it's telling well, us to wrap it up. That is the uh, cane reaching from off uh, stage. <laughs> yeah. It's actually Scotty over there unplugging and plugging the router back in over and over again. He's <laughs> like Johnny to get from airplane. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, Alrighty. All right. Do we need a conclusion? Do we need a final point? Yeah. So I guess um, like big picture closing advice, I would say for anyone like entering the professional scene, making a big decision in your life. Um, don't worry too much about it because nothing is really permanent. Um, I know some things can seem more permanent and some things are more permanent than others, but in the end you have agency over what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. as long as you stay open to doing what you want to do and you keep that idea in your head, you'll never get stuck and you'll end up somewhere good. Yeah. Everything, no matter how big it seems, everything is a step. And it might be yeah. a quick step, or it might be a long step, but it's a step. Yeah. Take it, taking career advice from a college student and a man who has been working <laughs> for two years. Yeah. Well, honestly, like, I felt like I was the best at giving admissions advice when I was still a freshman, or like, a, barely a sophomore. Because mm-hmm. you were closest to the, yeah, like, the issue at hand. Yeah, so as far as like, your mind. as far as deciding what job to pick from a vacuum of having never worked anywhere before, I feel like I'm the most relevant that'll ever be. That's true. Yeah, because when you're older, it's like, yes, you have the hindsight of your whole career and the whole way you moved through life, so you do mm-hmm. have a lot of valuable information, but specifically for the getting started process, yeah. that's going to be very fuzzy in your mind. You're yeah. not going to remember all the emotions you felt and all of the yeah. exact questions that you had. Like I said, so what I we're fe- saying is <laughs> we're actually the most qualified people to be giving this advice. Yes. 
Also, like, just to illustrate that point, like, I said that, oh, I could totally help younger Jay decide what college to go to and what major to pick, but completely glossed over the fact that Jay was also worried about what city he'd be living in, what the running club would be like, would he make friends? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of factors. And honestly, I would have told younger Jay, running club is a big deal, so you see running club being fun, you should consider that highly. Two, City doesn't matter. You'll have fun. Three, don't worry about making friends. Yeah. I was going to say, I guess <laughs> that's kind of scary and unsettling in a way that it's like, those are all the things you were worried about. And now your advice to yourself would be, no, 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 no. Don't worry about any of that. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> like pick something. I wholeheartedly believe that if I had gone to OSU, like mm-hmm. I would be like, I love Columbus. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No doubt. Yeah. Like, I would go to Columbus for a random weekend and just be like, I love Columbus. I would love going to school here. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter where you go. College is fun. Yeah. No, it's... Well, <laughs> to we're extent. getting off topic now, but let me taper that with, I did not have fun for a while. It took me a while to figure it out. And yeah. it's like, it's not fun all the time. Sometimes... <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to dive into it. <laughs> That's another episode. Have you... Scotty, you've been writing down these topics... <laughs> Throw the marker away. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the whiteboard is still blank. We don't have any markers at work. Wait, he's he's writing on the smart board. Goodness gracious. <laughs> With a Sharpie, dude? <laughs> get just get out of here. Anyway, if you if you want to be uh, um an intern at the Weekly Wilson, I we might have an opening. Literally, if you want to be an intern, you have to know one seldom thing. <laughs> that is the bar to beat. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at you, Scotty. Okay. Well, anyways, let's go to emails. Oh, wait. All our fans are garbage, and they didn't send us emails. That was a little oh. over the top. <laughs> Let me walk that back immediately. Yeah, the garbage. I did not see that one coming. It kind of just it kind of just flew out of my mouth. Um, we love all willies, near and far. Yeah. But <laughs> we don't care how. <laughs> just a lot I don't of breathing into it. Um. Send us your emails. We love them. Um, we're not that hurt that we didn't receive any this week. There's not always questions to be asked, but don't be afraid to send in emails at weekly, not at, it's not a handle for anything. It's weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com is our email. Feel free to email in. Weeklywilson at podgmail at dot com. Don't do that. <laughs> Backslash. <laughs> Backslash bitly dot cr slash zero zero two nine eight. Backslash swordfish. It's always swordfish. <laughs> that is a reference yeah. from a commercial for a live stream that we both watch. <laughs> so don't try to understand that reference. Um, yeah. Last, so I guess, can we just wrap it up? Should we wrap yeah. it up? It needs to be wrapped and shipped. Alrighty. I already said the email, so you can do that on your own time. But um, that's all we have for this week. So... Until the end of next week, and unless otherwise stated, my name's Jay Wilson, his name's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. I went to end it and I realized I was ending on a bow and I got so angry <laughs> so I was like yeah no, we're not ending you, on a bow I, yeah when you turned around and punched the light fixture I got really concerned <laughs> no so yeah I uh 
sometimes you just gotta keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> but now that the episode's over, I feel like it shouldn't have been over. I feel like we didn't actually end it. Really? Yeah, but it's too late now. We could always fade back in and just not stop and then fade out again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a real thing in the Matrix. Uh, uh, uh.